I know there's a lot going on right now in the world. I mean, there always is. There's like poor people, starving people, you know, when, when there is an Afghanistan going on. So I don't want to make this all about me right now. Um, but I like threw out my neck yesterday. I know exactly when I did it, I pretended to headbutt a wooden pillar to prove a point to my dad in an argument. Um, and I didn't actually headbutt the wooden pillar, but I gave myself like whiplash. And my neck hurts so bad right now, and it's so stiff that not only did I have to cancel my plans last night, but I currently look like Marilyn uh, Manson trying to suck himself with the removed ribs because, like, I have to keep my neck at a, and head at like a, a downward angle at all times. But yo, 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 people, it's your man LD back at it again here for another Sunday, Monday variety hour episode of the Lowdown with LD. Back with producer Nick. Nick, how are you? I'm good, man. No complaints on this side. How come you sound so solemn? Sound solemn. <clears throat> you say that every every Sunday. I'm not solemn. I just never know how, never know what kind of energy to put into how to say how I'm feeling. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, you know, jump into it. What? Um, oh, so I did want to kick off the show besides complaining about my neck by saying that. Uh, we, we, we did one episode this past week. We, we got thrown off our Wednesday schedule and then, and then I, I got too busy with some other stuff. So we didn't get to do a wrestling episode. We're not going to do a whole dynamite review or anything right now uh, like that. But I think it would be disingenuous of us to not lead off the first podcast since it happened by talking about the return to wrestling after a seven year break of one Phil Brooks, CM Punk. Nick, what, how are we feeling? I mean, you were... For such a diehard CM Punk straight edge guy with tattoos, you, you were at like a Fallout Boy show or something when, when Punk was making his return. That is true. I went to go see the Hella Megator at the. Wait, Hello Megan? Hella Mega. Oh, Hella Mega. Yeah. You say that fast, that sounds like Hello Megan, the Hella Mega tour. Yeah, kind of. It does. Yeah. yeah like, like, you know. Also, Fallout Boy, I'd, I'd imagine them being more of. Somebody would say, hello. like, if I'd imagine Fallout Boy having a song called Hello, Megan, before they'd have a song called Hella Mega. Am I wrong? You're a big Fallout Boy guy. No, I mean, <laughs> anything that they'd put out in recent years, I wouldn't listen to. But Well, sure, but you're still, historically speaking, you're a giant Fallout Boy guy, are you not? Yeah, I love them. I love Green Day as well, and Weezer's amazing as well. It's, it's, it's oh, awesome. Are they there, too? Yes. There's, like, three bands that every 20-something white dude grew up listening to. So it was, uh, it was awesome. It was really cool. I didn't want to miss it. Um, yeah, but punk, because yeah, I mean, I what, what does YouTube not exist? Like, no, so if, you didn't even DVR it. You're not, you're not helping out the ratings. No, I just I watched it when I got home. It was all over. It was all over the internet. That um, is true, dude. They got they got like five million views on that clip on YouTube already. Yeah, I watched it uh, as soon as I left. Um, well, also, we're going to be talking more punk and AEW during this brief wrestling talk. So I, I just want to throw this in there before I, I like uh, forget about it. Gotta love last night with SummerSlam. Gotta love WWE just reaching into the old bag of tricks. To, they got CM Punk back. We got Brock Lesnar. We got John Cena. We got Bill Goldberg, baby. Yeah, they they have played the Goldberg card one too many times. And is it true that uh, Rey Mysterio is also wrestling? I could have swore I saw a picture of Rey Mysterio. I, I don't pay attention to WWE at all. Yeah, yeah, but like, Rey Mysterio is like always wrestling now with his son Dominic. Oh, he's like full time. I didn't yeah, know him that. and Dominic are a tag team. Dominic, who thankfully he retained 
the the yeah. custodial rights to in that famous ladder match with the late great Eddie Eddie Guerrero. That's when pro wrestling was at its best, ladies and gentlemen. Is when grown men were fighting. You know, th- think about that in like. Think about this. Obviously, pro wrestling is a storyline, but but like you know, you watch TV, you watch movies that have storylines. Imagine like like you have to suspend your disbelief to an extent. Imagine like the whole idea was that Rey Mysterios was having impetus problems, and Eddie Guerrero helped out um, the the Mysterio family by donating sperm, which which today is a very normal like a normal thing, you know what I mean? Like, like, like we know a lot about um, surrogates and, and pregnancy issues and all of that. But back in like 2005, they very much were playing it off. Like, well, Eddie Guerrero had sex with Ray's wife, which like, what do you call that, Nick? Some, something insertion? Some, in, in, in... Uh, it'd be insemination. Is what insemination, you're insemination. I mean, you know, insertion, insemination, you're, you're inserting something to inseminate, but there you go. It's like in natural insemination, like, like, you know, we, we know what's going on there, but anyway, imagine in real life, there's some sort of custody dispute. And instead of going to a court of law and arguing it out with words to see who the child deserves to be with two grown men covered in baby oil are going to fight over the right to climb a ladder and take a custody contract down that is hanging from the ceiling in front of 50,000 screaming people. That's not how precedents are made. That, that, that wouldn't be a legally binding procedure. Am I wrong here, Mitch? No, you're certainly not wrong. I mean, the latter, I mean, the, I mean, the latter really made it extra unrealistic, but I mean, they had the papers dangling. Well, what um, if, if it was a, a, a an exchanging of holds for a pinfall? Then you could have seen that. That and I mean, like a feats of strength. Yeah, the latter really. I was going to say certainly if you've ever been to like an American Little League baseball game, uh, there are some guys that are that are down to wrestle. But going back to CM Punk, I just you got to love his message he came out with upon his return. You know, it was very much so uh, putting forth that he wants to be an agent of change in pro wrestling. He wants to help. Uh, the business grow he wants to give back to the business and he doesn't think that he can do that from the sidelines anymore so you know he's certainly coming back for all the right reasons the thing that i love 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 about punk is that that's not bullshit you know what i'm saying like a lot of guys just fucking feed bullshit all the time you know just to get over he's really not joking he actually took seven years off he was like i don't want to do this you know like i'm not happy doing this like i'm not mentally happy i'm not physically healthy like you know, like that's so important. And I'm really glad that he got that time off. I mean, he seemed to have kept his body in good shape. He looks like he's in good shape. He looks a little older because it's been seven years, but you know, um, oh, he's got a little gray in his beard, got a little gray in the like... beard, which is cool. I mean, it's cool. I got, I'd rather be gray than bald. So, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Um, he, yeah, he always looks a little older, not like Chris Jericho older, but like yeah, he looks older. I mean, Jer- Jericho's a little chubby. I hate to say it. I love, I just, I don't give a shit. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, that's I love Jericho enough. But, you know, the other thing you got to respect and love about punk is, you know, he's, more than anyone, you know, I know politics are more uh, divisive than they ever are now. And obviously when I get into Republican and Democrat or anything, but but really nobody politically stands for anything besides self-interests, money, things of that nature. Very few people on 99 times out of 100. Idol. Yeah. What? 99 times out of 100. I agree. Yeah. Like, Sometimes like, you get like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get you, very rare are there people in politics that, that really stand for something besides, you know, money or, or their own gaining their own power. P- 
Punk walked out on the WWE for what he saw as gross negligence medically and, and a lot of different problems. Uh, and he never came back. You know, he, 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 he is one of the rare cases of somebody who, who took his ball and went home and, and you know, uh, I'm not going to say blew his whistle. I don't think he really did any whistleblowing. Uh, everything that he really kind of complained about with the WWE was pretty common knowledge to some extent or another. Um, not, not exactly what he went through, but the idea that WWE maybe wasn't taking concussions all that seriously, taking injuries that seriously, and was sort of, you know, willing to grind guys into the ground for themselves while also having an impenetrable glass ceiling, a bulletproof glass ceiling. But, you know, Punk, Punk made a major, major uh, political statement, and again, talking politics again, anti-WWE, not anything beyond that. Mm. Uh, and he stood for it, you know what I mean? He, he went to court, WWE sued him, WWE had that strategy where they wanted to try to bleed him out financially a little bit in, in the court system, and CM Punk, uh, to, to make a great, very proud of myself for making this turn here, CM Punk never tapped out in the legal <laughs> battle with the WWE. He never <laughs> submitted, you know, and, and I think yeah. that's very admirable. They had him all in the walls of Jericho. Who, no, no matter what we stand for, no matter what we believe, I think we all like to believe and, and champion people who stand for something or who fight the good fight or who kind of fight for what they believe in. And, and we all got to kind of give CM Punk a round of applause for that, certainly. Yeah, he's, he's, he's my favorite wrestler. He's, he's the coolest, man. He, he's one of, there's not many in the business like him, very few. Um, you know, just one of those guys that has sort of a moral code and just sticks to it. And, you know, a lot of times anybody's moral code, I won't even say that mine couldn't be changed, you know, mm -hmm. when money is involved. Yeah. But I mean, many, he just how, does, didn't care. How many leftist political streamers would sell out their souls for, for, for the almighty dollar and, and real estate games? You know what I mean? And then meanwhile, you got a guy like CM Punk who's facing a major major billion dollar corporation staring him down right in the face and not blinking you know yeah yeah there's this classic meme that i love and it said once i get a little bit of money this socialism shit over it's one of my favorite memes mm -hmm. and uh it's you just funny it, it might have been it might have been funny I, I don't know no it was someone else it was like a random tweet and it's just like it, it's it's so many it's so easy for you for us as people who watch him to be like oh yeah it's so easy to turn that money down you know how many times yeah. you know how much money the wwe's probably offered him to come back because yeah. everybody likes him especially to keep him away from aew yeah no that's punk is a legitimate moment and you know a lot of a lot of the wwe fanboys and, and we'll wrap up the wrestling talk here because we're going a little long on it um but a lot of the WWE fanboys love to kind of, you know, talk about, oh, they're signing an ex-WWE guy, blah, blah, blah. And obviously Punk is a guy who made his, his big name in the WWE, but he has that lineage through his ROH time and, and his time in the indies prior to WWE, where he is a very self-made man. You know, he's one of those few guys that went to WWE and got to keep his name, CM Punk, because yeah, that's he very made true. it into something, you know what I mean? So so I, I do respect that aspect of him. And I'm excited to see him back in a very indie sort of feeling place, you know, where, where sort of the product in, in between the ropes comes first and foremost. I'm excited to see him wrestle young talent like Darby Allen and like actually, you know, actually help these young guys get better. And I love Darby Allen. He's probably my favorite current guy. That's like a national TV guy, you know, mm -hmm. um, I love Darby Allen. He's, he's the coolest. And I like, I, 
I think he could be like Punk. Like, I really do. I, I don't know if he could be as good on the mic because Punk is just classic. No, no holds barred on the mic. Yeah, but... Alan, Alan's more of a quiet guy. But, but he's yeah, got that I kind of like that, though. Yeah, no, definitely. But like true. a guy who gets oh, he definitely could get really over, you know, like I, I think he get he like that sort of. I like him a lot. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited that they're wrestling each other. That's going to be a fantastic. That's, you know, my old favorite, my new favorite. So it's um. It's really cool. It's really exciting. It's it's really exciting for AEW. And uh, we talked a little bit last night in private. And I was saying that I really think that they're going to, you know, they're really going to get up there soon. Like, I think they're going to they're going to start breaking those TNA records soon. Like, I, I think that's going to come pretty soon. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you had this discussion yesterday. AEW is doing better in pay-per-view sales and uh, starting to definitely get 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 way better in ticket sales. But AEW ha- or uh, TNA had some some ratings that were better because uh, just cable TV was a lot bigger in 2006 than it is now. But now going away from pro wrestling, we had a couple angles that I could take here, but I'm going to start with something that now when I say serious, I don't mean this is a serious discussion in terms of like, you know, this isn't about uh, Palestinian children, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is some about TV and TV criticism and Twitter. It's, it's, it's a serious complaint. It's something that I'm bringing some, some credibility, some expertise in, into, as I always do, due to my advanced media sensibilities. Uh, producer Nick over here, he is but a simpleton like you listeners when it comes to TV and, and movies. Like, like I'm one of those people that gets to watch Rick and Morty and understand it all because I'm a genius. Whereas you guys are just like, ha ha, burp. He joke. looks like a pickle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, whereas I'm like, ah, that pickle represents uh, uh, a pose. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something of Mm -hmm. that nature. But anyway, so so this ties into Ted Lasso and White Lotus, uh, which you've seen neither of. Uh, Well, you've seen the first season. I've seen the first season Ted Lasso. I I don't have Apple TV. But but there's this new thing, and and I would actually say that this started with the final season of Game of Thrones, namely the second to last episode. But there's this weird thing um, where, like, people have started wanting TV to, like, solve real-world problems. What I actually noticed it with began with a movie, uh, Three Billboards, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbins, Missouri, or whatever that movie's called. Nick, have you ever seen that movie? No, I've never seen it. You ever saw Three Billboards? It was an Oscar movie. I, you're a big no, Oscar. I, I, it, what was it about? Um, it's about uh, like a racist cop, uh, or no, just a, a bad cop, I guess. Really, in in Missouri, uh, Francis McDormand plays this woman whose like daughter got murdered and raped and like kidnapped, and like they never found the guy who did it, and now she is is like. Not going crazy, but like, you know, is incredibly grief stricken and like is trying to find justice. And she's like fighting with the local police force because she doesn't think they're doing enough. And Sam Rockwell plays this bad cop who's like, who like throughout the movie kind of like, you know, he's like racist and just a shitty guy and like all this and that. And he wins an Oscar for it. And after he wins an Oscar, fucking like Twitter reacted as if they were rewarding a racist bad person you know what i mean yeah okay, like, I no 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 he did a very good job portraying that in this story you know similarly where i'm going to tie this into game of thrones you know obviously the last season of game of thrones was a shit show you know uh, you can argue what was bad what wasn't but when when danny targaryen like turned bad and burned um king's landing to the ground i remember seeing 
this like point on Twitter that was just like, Danny was like supposed to be a feminist icon and now she's a villain. Have you no shame, no dignity, Game of Thrones for what you've done mm. to our Khaleesi, our queen of dragons. It's like, guys, I hate to break this to you, but if you're finding your real world empowerment to that, like obviously like LD loves characters and all this and that, find empowerment in Khaleesi, you know? But if you're acting like because she burned a city to the ground that now you have, you know, like, like, Whatever, she's a villain in a fictional TV show now. That's not real life. You know, stop it. It's not like uh, we just found out Ruth Bader Ginsburg was uh, was pro-slavery or something. You know, we can all calm down here. Similarly, like Ted Lasso, people want Ted Lasso to like solve the world's problems because the show's about a nice man. And and when Ted Lasso uh, doesn't do that, people get mad. You know what I mean? I Like I saw a whole thread recently that was like, and it started as a joke, but then people in the comments were serious. It was like, mm, don't ever ask Ted Lasso who he voted for because he's this folksy Midwestern man from like Missouri. You know what I mean? And, and like people are taking this seriously. I, I, I don't want to get I don't I, as I say, I don't like to get political on here, but I, I just it's so annoying. Like the Internet is so annoying. Like. The internet is so annoying. That's what I'll say. The internet is just it's just a bad place. And everyone's so fucking annoying. It was like that thread that was like, which office characters would be canceled? It's like, oh my God, dude, leave it alone. Just watch the fucking show, dude. You know, it's another great example. So I haven't gotten into the White Lotus part of it yet because that's definitely like the best example of it all. But um, uh, Watchmen, you watch the Watchmen. Oh, uh, I love that show. Yeah, it's that fantastic, yeah. And, and there was that girl, Lady True at the end of the show, right? That Asian woman who wanted to become Dr. Manhattan and, yes. and, and, and was clearly evil, but she wasn't the white supremacists who were in that show that was also evil. I one time read this, critic, this critic's article about the ending of Watchmen and it was like this round table and there was a lot of white women involved in the round table and they were like, oh, I just hated that Lady True had to die at the end of Watchmen. Like she wasn't like a villain's villain. She was like a girl boss take prisoners no name and i was like no you idiots lady true was a villain if we can't let women and women of color and women bosses be villains because we're rooting for girl bosses too much that's sexist bam i agree ld's flipping it on you let a great woman villain be a great woman villain without you being like but because she was a woman i wanted her to win obviously you can joke around like that and this and that that's all good and well but if we're going to act like any woman villain isn't a, a villain simply because they're a woman i don't know what's wrong with you and where that's tying in with white lotus is white lotus is one of those show, uh, shows it's a lot like arrested development where it's like you know looking at like kind of really rich white people uh, and, and them not having a care in the world, the kind of the problems around them. And um, this big time actress, uh, maybe Catherine Han, I forget her name, but but she's she's the one who, uh, she played the, the hairdresser in Legally Blonde. She's the one in, in that meme where she goes, hi, but she, she's in oh, yeah. and And she plays like this very delusional, rich, rich old white woman. And she like teams up with this black woman at the beginning of the show. And it is very obvious throughout the show that she's leading this black woman on and that she really just cares about herself. She like is telling this black woman that she's going to invest in her business and this and that. And then at the end of the show, when it's very, when, when she just leaves and doesn't help the black woman at all, which was very obvious to everyone, 
white women Twitter had a meltdown because they're like, well, now I need to hate this character. Oh, oh my God, no. And it's like, guys, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes some funny, wacky characters that you kind of like will still be shitty. You know, that, that, that's the point of, of all of this. You know, and I, it's like, you, you, you can't watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia and act like Dennis Reynolds is a good stand-up guy. You know, no one would do that. No one would get upset at somebody calling Dennis Reynolds a psychopath. That's clearly what he's supposed to be. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the character. I believe if I if I've if I've watched the show correctly, I thought the whole point of it was that they were bad. Mario's character in White Lotus is this white woman who's on her honeymoon and like she comes from no she, she comes from no money and she's with this guy who comes from a lot of money and the guy's obviously a big douche. And it's like the whole show is like her being or her storyline throughout the show is like, can I just sell my soul to be like a rich trophy wife with this douchey family? And at the end, when she's kind of like, yeah, I I might be able to do it. Twitter again had a meltdown and it's like, ah, Twitter, it's so easy for you to be like, well, that guy's annoying when he's not giving you millions of dollars to do nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. As I reiterated earlier in, in the in the pod. Once I get a little bit of money, this socialism shit is over. Like, it's over. And I respect I respect that, that that honesty. I'm not lying. I don't want to lie. I don't have any reason to lie. What the fuck am I lying for? I don't give a shit. Well, I'll give you this. We, we got one more topic, and I think this one will really engage you before we get to the, the Facebook messages this week, the Facebook groups. Let, let me hit you with this, Nick, because I know I hate this. You're much more into it than me. Preseason football sucks. How can we make I it went to the Eagles game. I went to the Eagles game on Thursday. Um, you know, I drove down there. I paid forty dollars to park, which is fucking ridiculous, man. I'm not like one of those people that's like that's like a big compl- I'm not really a big complainer, especially when it comes to the Eagles. I just I love it so much. It's just like I'm just a sucker for football. And it's just like, like, come on, man. Like, you're gonna make me. I drove down, I didn't take a nap after work, which I always do. I stayed, I waited, I, I stayed in the office till 5.30. I drove down to the stadium, and then I get this, and I fucking see Joe Flacco run out there. Like, what the, like, you got to slap me in the face like that? Like, come on, bro. Like, I paid $40 to park. I, and, you know, it's just, it's, I, I don't want to sound like the old man yelling at the fucking cloud, but Jesus, dude. You made me watch Joe Flacco for a quarter and a half, and then I left. I just was like, oh, I'm leaving. I didn't pay for the tickets or anything, but still, dude, it's ridiculous. Well, I like to see that you started coming over to my way of thinking because back in your youthful days, you were you were a part of the problem, which I, I, I put on the big football Twitter, which certainly is something to it that exists. It's like that mindset where it's like once the Hall of Fame game comes up, it's like we aren't going to go a week without football. Again. No, it's not football until we won. Yeah, it isn't. Say that no. once once the first college football game starts at the end of August. Preseason football is not football. Yeah, I agree. College football is a good if you're that desperate to see a pigskin fly and somebody catch it, go play Madden or something, bro. Like, I don't know what to – go watch highlights. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah, like, Nick Sirianni specifically said they're not using anything that they're going to use in-game. So, like, they're just they're just running, like, crossing patterns. Like, you know, it's just, like, nothing – it's just vanilla. You know, it's just, you know, it's just a halfback power. You know, like, it's just, like – it's literally just – super easy plays that just anybody any offense would run so it's like why exactly i like these joint practices that they're doing where they're showcasing a little bit more of what they're actually going to do in season and they're not putting i don't believe it's going on film film 
I like those. I think that those are really good. And there's, there's always, they're scrappy and teams are getting the best of each other. You know what I'm saying? And you can't, I don't think you can do full contact, but I, I'm not really sure how the hitting works in joint practices, but I like that where you can kind of, you know, I, I get why they don't want to put it on film, but like, don't make, don't make, and also like, I don't want to be the, you know, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't pay for the season tickets, but don't make those people buy all those games. That's, that's not fair. Like that's not football. Well, dude, you know, here's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to follow around the preseason as, like, a fan, like, like just, you know, oh, uh, how'd our third string uh, quarterback who we just drafted do in the preseason? Obviously, I'm saying that you're pretending like you're getting excited for preseason football. There's something wrong. Preseason football is just a game of praying to God that no one important on your team gets hurt. I, I was excited to see Devonta Smith go out and catch a couple of balls. Like, I was excited to watch it, well, like, watch his route running. Like, I'll never forget one year texting my dad and being like, thank God, our, our backup left guard just tore his ACL in training camp. And my dad's like, why are you happy about that? And I was like, it's better him than somebody who really matters. You know what I mean? Like, you, when preseason starts, you're just waiting waiting for people to drop. Yeah, you know, Jason Kroom tore his ACL. And I like Jason Kroom. Like, he was a good third-string tight end. There was, like, he's fine. He, he, you know what? He was pretty reliable at the end of last year. Like, he was catching the ball. You know what I'm saying? He had a great touchdown. I, I liked Jason Kroom. And he just absolutely, he's done for the year. He'll probably, he'll probably be out of a job. Like, well, that's absolutely insane over some game that literally didn't matter. Joe Flacco threw him the ball. It didn't matter at all. It's ridiculous, man. And I was all excited to see Jalen Hurts. And they're like, oh, he has a stomach, he's a stomach infection. And they brought him to the hospital, which peace and love to him. I get stomach infections all the time. I never go to the hospital. I'm jealous. I mean, that's that's what having healthcare, like that's what having good healthcare is, is like. But that's a whole other story. What is a stomach infection exactly? I don't that's know. I mean, I, it, it's probably like what Joel Embiid has all the time. It's gastroenteritis or gastroenteritis or whatever. Where it's just like, you got the shits. You know, I got IBS. I got Crohn's disease. I got uh, you- it all. You throw you throw the term infection and stomach. That sounds like you're like rotten from the inside out. Yeah, know? I know. That's what they said. They were like Jalen Hurts is in the hospital with a stomach infection, and and it's like stop scaring us, okay? Like he's fine. He, he's fine. He's been he's been having a pretty good camp. Like just fucking relax, okay? And especially like they didn't play anybody that of of note really. They played Devonta Smith. You know they let the wide the young wide receivers go out there. You know and they. I think they let Zach Ertz do like a drive or two. They let Dallas Goddard catch a couple balls. What do they don't even bring out Darius Slay. They, they, uh, Lane Johnson. Let me th- let me throw a solution your way. What if, what if like the old timers come out and get it get a few? Like imagine if Donovan McNabb and then throwing throwing the, the rock around in the second hand. I'd have paid. I'd have paid double to get. You know what I'm saying? I would have paid eighty dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you get you get an old, old burly tight end out there. You like get the WWE. Oh man, the WWE. That's like the WWE model. Maybe I'm for now. Okay, here's another thing. What if one of the tiebreakers for the playoffs preseason record? Oh, no, no, because then then I'd have you'd have more people getting hurt in the preseason. I I. Don't but it's want- like how the MLB, it's like the one of the all-star game hosts the World Series, you know? It's like incentivizing. Oh I know. I hate that. So it's so stupid. It should be the team with the better record. It's so stupid. It's well, literally, that is the What about, thing. like, if you, if you, every preseason win, like, like, teams with the best preseason record and the top seven teams with the most preseason wins dash points, 
get like a compensatory big fifth rounder, you know? I just say stop calling them games and start calling them scrimmages because they're not games. Stop calling it a game because, like, I, I go to the Eagles games. NFL that's not a game. Add preseason games? They wanted to make it five, I think. There's three, and it's uh, – and that, uh, this week is the last one. But see, like, we're supposed to have our fantasy football drafts on Tuesday. Like, God forbid someone gets hurt on Thursday. Oh, that always used to be – the worst time to be into fantasy football is early college when you're trying to get the draft in before people go away to school. And and then, guy, you know, you're doing the draft August 2nd. Guys have a full month to get hurt. Oh, that that's always the worst. Nothing worse is worse more than drafting a guy in fantasy football and having him go down in the preseason. Uh, that – I you should – that – that maybe as the commissioner of our league, I'll, I'll try and figure something out to fix that. I don't know. Now, Nick, what do you got for us from the world of Facebook this week? So I, you know, it's you fun spent fact. a lot of time near that, that dastardly Wawa. Recently. I was going to say for the listeners who, you know, who, who come back, Luke and I were in the town that where the Wawa is constantly being, uh, constantly being vandalized by the uh, crackers. By the crackers and the uh, <laughs> ne'er do wells, yeah, and the bad kids. And I, we went there, and I did not see a single kid there. Um, it's just photos, it's, it's just like people are on these things just to complain. Like, all right, so we're gonna start with this one that I saw earlier today. So sometimes people put like their arts and crafts and stuff on these pages. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, you know, as someone who I'm a big hustler, anyone who knows me knows I love hustling. I love like making, making money here and there and like kind of like doing my own little thing or, you know, trying to try to make a couple dollars here and there. And I'm all for someone having a hustle and I, I never disrespect anybody's hustle. I never, if I see something that's stupid, I don't even say anything. I just let it sit there. And this person on uh, one of the pages today was uploaded. I'm trying to pull up the thing right here. They uploaded a picture of they were like salt and pepper shakers, but they were they were old. Like, what are they called? Um, airplane bottles of fireball. Oh, and Jesus. you I'm trying to I, I'm trying to find it. It's disappeared. I think my, oh my God, I this is when I regret not. You got to take taking... screenshots of these. I know. I don't know why I didn't take a screenshot of it. All right. So this person essentially was selling salt and pepper shakers, but they were just like, you know, the airplane bottles of Fireball with yeah. holes yeah. drilled in the lid. And the comments, you would have thought this person was selling Nazi propaganda. Like the <laughs> comments that were not- so mad that is not the direction i thought i thought you were to tell me people thought this guy was like an artistic genius or something no 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 no. people were so mad i'll go to my own fucking liquor store and i'll drill holes in it and i'll call it art for you idiots i was like jesus fuck it, it like this is like a 20 something person they were four dollars it's not like it was like it's not like it was some it's not like they were like 67 dollars for these artisanal art artisanal Artisanal. Okay, you gotta admit, I think that's a pretty dumb like idea. No, of course it is, Luke. Of course it is. Like, of course it's dumb. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna go in the complete other direction. I thought you were gonna tell me like, because pe- people love dumb things that involve drinking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that I, is true. But like, here's the thing, like, 
like I remember I knew somebody who like would take like Grey Goose bottles or like Belvedere bottles and they would like cut them with a glass cutter and turn them into like big like glasses like like that you could fill you know with water milk whatever you know like glasses you drink out of that was really cool because it was also like high quality oh yeah yeah. I remember you used to have those at your house yeah yeah yeah. those are cool I thought you were gonna tell me people were all in on those so I was like building up a take to attack this person I agree with you though. Like anyone getting that mad about that? It's like, calm down. Oh my. Yeah, God. like especially on it's just like a little arts and crafts project, and they they've clearly been bullied into deleting it, which kind of makes me sad. I you know I, I don't drink or anything, and I absolutely despise Fireball, even when I did drink. But it's just like you know, like it's just someone trying to make a couple bucks. I mean, those bottles. I mean, I don't know how much a, a probably a dollar, right? I don't know. That sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah, like a dollar for those bottles. You know, and, you know, you make it into a little salt shaker. It's funny. They were like, it's a funny conversation. Dude, these, like, fully grown men, were, I've never seen them so mad about anything. That is, yeah, there is, like, a, a type of grown man who gets, who's, like, you can only describe as, like, being viscerally angry at anything you, at the at the mere concept of spending money on certain things. Oh, and I got another one for you. This is a bit more of a, actually, you're going to really like this. Um, yeah, you're going to really like this. This was, I, 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 you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to pre, I'm going to premeditatively uh, pat myself on the back for this one. So actually in this town, there is a giant lake or river. I think it's a river. It's a river. There's a okay, giant big river. Difference. Big difference. Big difference. It doesn't really matter. We are from, oh, actually we're from the, we're from the the northeast so it's a river uh lake is more of a midwestern thing but well wait is it a pond no it's a river river. it's a river it's the it's the one that they have they have a lot of walks there they have uh you know crew teams go out there and row and stuff and in the river um Someone had driven their car. I, I think they might have fallen asleep at the wheel. It's that they lost control of the car. Mm-hmm. And the vehicle went into the water. And they were rescued by the police of this town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many, many great comments. You know, got to give, you know, and got to give it up to them. You know, it's not the an easy feat to do. The boys in blue. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Got to give it up to I the boys I was thinking, if you were in that scenario... Mm-hmm. You're one of the boys in blue. Yeah. You think you can get those guys? You think you can get that guy out of his car, out of his seat, out of the car, safe? You know what I'm saying? Back out to the land. Well, I always say that. Well, hey, I imagine the guy would have woken up once he hit water. I, I've always I imagine, been- no, no, no. I'm saying like you know, like you know, like you know. I can't imagine what that's like. I imagine you're just like kind of trapped and you're trying to get out. You know. I've but- spent a lot of time thinking about that. About mm-hmm. like about like you you going into the water and how much water immediately starts filling into the car? Is the car vacuum sealed? No, it's not. The car was completely submerged. I, I like saw the picture. Exactly. The car was completely like, submerged. As soon as you hit, as soon as a car hits the water and starts going down, is it is water just piling into the car? Yes, I, that's from what my understanding of physics. That mm-hmm. is what happens. Okay, because the water is going to seep into every opening crevice mm-hmm. in the car so no matter where there's any sort of opening because you know you get your you know like you have air conditioners and stuff like that comes from the outside and so like uh, water's going to seep into there 
I, man, what do you think it's harder to get working again after it's gone fully submerged? A car or an iPhone? The car. Like an engine's got to be. What? A car, I think. You don't, I don't think know. an engine shot once it's fully submerged? It's got to be like a book of matches or a lighter, no? I would guess so. I mean, I don't think either of them would ever work. I think that maybe you could do the rice thing with your iPhone. I don't think you could put a car in rice. Yeah, that's true. You think I, you I could do it? Miss- what? You think you could do it? You think you- I could get so I could definitely reach him. So I don't like opening my eyes underwater. So I would. I, I don't either. Thing. That's exactly the first thing I thought of. See, so I I've been thinking about I've been watching a lot of World War II stuff recently as I've been talking about, and I, I've been thinking about that as like, man, will these guys just open their eyes underwater when they need to to survive? Feel like I'd kind of be like, anyone got any goggles around it? Do we? I don't have know if it's salt water. I don't know if it's salt water or not. I, but anyway, I, that is a, probably a stupid question, but I don't know. I could, I could open the door and get the guy out very quickly. I always think TV and movies make it look way easier than it actually is to do that, like, swim where you're, like, carrying somebody on your shoulder. You know, I, that's got to be nearly impossible, no? To, like, carry somebody. Oh, yeah, you. no. I, 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 when I saw it, I was shocked. I, 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 like, wait, did you see, like, video of the rescue? No, no, I, they, they have pictures of the car submerged. Okay. I think they, it's really hard to like swim carry somebody. I might be wrong. You see it a lot in movies and stuff. I think it's really hard. It's also dead weight too. Like I imagine the person was no, I mean not unless the person was passed out. It didn't really it didn't really go into that. It was just like sort of you know, and honestly, uh I do a lot of joking about municipal police officers. That is that's a big that's that's a big show up. There, taking someone out of diving into the water. Oh, that's big. That's big. That's big time. I'm not, you know, I, you know, I love to, uh, to laugh and say that a lot of, you know, township police and stuff don't really do anything besides give tickets, and and like, 99 times out of 100, that is true. But that's a fuck. I mean, that's a huge ask. You know, like, hey, can you go get this person in the water? They're submerged. You got to get there in seven seconds, or they're gonna die. You know, you got to get. No, you really got to get there within two minutes, or the person's gonna probably die. Oh, now, now, so we know that they like resuscitated the person. Person is totally fine. Yeah. No, but like, do we know that the person was unconscious? Let me pull up the article. This has got to give it up to to this town's finest, which I, I love. I love that saying. Yeah, I uh, like any as you witnesses know, told police that the driver was trapped inside the car. The car, according to a video recorded, he's drowning. One man could be heard shouting in the video. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> They said he was trying to frantically pry his way out of the vehicle. It became evident that he was unable to free himself from the sinking vehicle. He said the policeman grabbed a rope, a personal flotation vest, an expandable baton from a patrol vehicle and entered the water without hesitation. That's That's pretty. That is impressive. I, I tell you what, I, you know, you call me for that. I'm going to be like, I think, I think somebody's closer to the river. You know, you got to get there soon. You know, the officers were able to pull the subject's head above water where he took a deep breath, confirming he was still alive. No, he was. No, he was fine. The now, fourth officer what? then entered the water and they fully removed the driver. Well, I'll say this mess, that life or that, uh, that cop sounds like he did a lot better than like a neighborhood lifeguard would do, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's not really the police's job, I don't think. 
Well, you I know, mean, like, I, I feel like their jobs, like, to act. I mean, well, I mean, you know, someone, you know, if you see someone drowning, I mean, you, you, you know, you, you get a very yeah, think, nice chunk of salary. Job. If the finale of Seinfeld has taught me anything uh, with the good Samaritan laws, I think it's anyone's job to try to save somebody for drowning. Yeah, no, that's a very valid point. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a very, it's a very strange thing. I, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta give it up. I gotta, I gotta give it up to these guys. I don't, you know, typically that's not my thing, but I gotta give it up to these guys. I don't think that I could. I mean, I don't know. Maybe with the adrenaline pumping, I don't know. I don't. I'm the same way. I don't like opening you know, my I eyes will, underwater. I will give municipal local police this they definitely have a they like like they get a bad reputation sometimes not because of them but on the people who wield them i was actually in a facebook group recently uh where it's it's in a town has a really nice part of town and a really bad part of town and the really nice parts of town loves to be like oh they think we've got it so easy over here on the on the nice part of town the nice part of town has been complaining that the police uh, uh, fi- uh, fixed a complained crack in the sidewalk by merely paving over it rather than like aesthetically fixing the sidewalk. Meanwhile, in the bad part of town, uh, police are trying to deal with a stabbing problem. <laughs> like yeah. part of town. I mean, a crack in the road, a stabbing. No, no, not even the, the road, the sidewalk. It's not even damaged. Uh, you gotta, you gotta walk on that. You gotta push your stroller past it. What do you say? Literally, like the woman who made this post was like, "I know that they think over here our sidewalks are paved with gold," and it's like, "Nah, just you know, people aren't really getting stabbed so much over here." That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I can't believe that a stabbing problem, man. That's a that's a that's a bad problem to have. Getting stabs got to be. That's really got to take somebody to take something to stab somebody. I always, I have my stomach tattooed, and I always say I can imagine this is what getting stabbed is somewhat like. But uh, I, I still, I mean, I always say that's the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Nothing yeah, no, it's just like you're really like, ooh, you're you're really just getting like, like. Well, that's what I often think about, man. Is like, how hard do you have to jut a knife to stab somebody? You know, what very I very mean? hard. Very hard. Ah, you have to fully no, dude. You have to. I don't pretty, think it depends on how sharp that knife is. Brother. I was thinking the same. Yeah, like I mean, like you know, a, a butter you knife. I mean, probably fingers off like uh, uh, slicing bread sometimes with the. Slaves. I actually just I actually my finger just healed. I couldn't play guitar for like a week and a half. Yeah, well, la dee da. I didn't, didn't realize uh, you're Jimi Hendrix over here. You couldn't. Yeah, no, I, I sliced my hand cutting a bagel open. I feel like bagels cause a lot of accidents. Probably yeah, it's because I don't feel like I don't feel like getting out the cutting board because it's a whole thing. So I just do it in my hand. Next thing I know, I, I absolutely rake my finger. Uh, yeah. Knives. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna but do? All right, guys. I think that's all we got for you this time around. You'll hear from us again this Wednesday when we review AEW Dynamite. Thank you guys for joining. I might be opening up a mailbag for you guys to submit to because I love answering people's questions, but. As always, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you listen. You know, throw us a rating, a review, something like that. I would love to do a mailbag because then I would read the questions. That would actually bring me a lot of joy. All right. Well, we'll look into that. But mailbag. All right. I'm going to.